It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way, Dan Kaplan. How did the Democratic Party get so nuts? And if you haven't heard the sound from today, you'll see what I mean. But you've seen this happening, right? For years now. And uh, lines are filling up with women telling their abortion stories as follows. Kelly from our show, uh, you know, calling in to talk about a, a very powerful abortion story just before the break. But understand the context for today, which is, how did the Democratic Party get this nuts? Because we all know, we all, all of us know people who've had abortions, right? And, and virtually everybody who's had an abortion, it's been a very sad and difficult experience for them. And, and at the end of the day, that was an innocent human life lost. But, but very, very, very few women out there celebrate or glorify or, or talk about how wonderful abortions are. Yet the Democratic Party, after Roe being struck down, has decided, and, and you'll hear it in the sound we're playing today, that their message is going to be abortion is beautiful. Abortion should be celebrated. Abortion should be worshipped. Abortion should be aspired to. It is bizarre. Why are they doing this? Seriously, no matter where you're at on policy making on abortion, what do you think they're thinking? How did they get to this point? And, and what makes them think that's going to work for them? So as we go back to the phone lines, a little flashback into history. Until I was doing the research for the show today, I had honestly forgotten that Hillary Clinton had said this in the 2008 campaign. Safe, legal, and rare. And by rare, I mean rare. So how did we go from that to today? But what these restrictions are intended to do is try and make people, try and stop people from having abortions. But abortion is health care. Um, my abortion was the best decision I ever made. It was an act of self-love. And-, and remember, she didn't just wander in off the street, you know, into the Senate hearing room. She was chosen by the Democrats to represent you know, the face of abortion in America and what the Democrats are fighting for. They'd have to be nuts to put her up there with that message, right? So how do we get to that point? Okay, to the phone lines. Let's go to um, Ann in Centennial. Everybody else on the line, you will get on air. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome, Ann. Hi, I'll make it real quick. Sure. A friend of mine from the East Coast, she was in her 20s, um, boyfriend, um, she was pregnant, boyfriend wanted nothing to do with it. She thought abortion was the only way, but we looked for everything. And they had what they called Home for Unwed Mothers, hmm. and it was sponsored by the Catholic Church. Hmm. So she went there. They took care of her <clears throat> all the way through. She um, adopted the child out. Her parents would never have accepted her, she said. 
So she told them she had a job out of the country, hmm. and she wrote them letters, and they were mailed from England. She was totally <laughs> covered, and she said, at least I gave my son a chance. Wow. So there's a happy story. Yeah, and how does she feel about that now? And, well, any woman that I've ever, I'm in my 80s, and hmm. any woman I've ever known that had an abortion they always have regrets. But she said to me, I gave him a chance. Yeah. And what he makes out of his life is his. Wow. The other thing, I think we're falling short on educating uh, women on birth control because abortion should not be used as birth control. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I don't know in this day and age how you get um, pregnant with everything that's out there. Uh, early that you can use or prevent um, from even getting pregnant. And I do believe in that, but um, somehow it's escaped a certain group of people that they don't know that they can do it. And I would be willing to have the government give it to them for free just so they don't have to go through the abortion and very much appreciate your call. I want to get everybody in. And Anne had referred to a Catholic home for unwed women. I, I think that was known as our house back at 6640 right. South Colon in Chicago, because that's what my mom would do is have, um, you know, girls come in, teenage girls who were pregnant, give them all the support they needed before and after birth, which led to one of the most stunning moments of my life at my mom's wake on the south side of Chicago. And if you've, you've been to an Irish wake, you know, it's a mixture of of. Um, sobbing and tears and laughter and celebration and drinking and 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 i'm standing next to my mom's casket and this uh, really beautiful young woman walks up to me and in the middle of all this i can't remember if i was in the crying phase or the laughing phase i was definitely in the drinking phase walks up to me and says your mother saved my life and i said okay well that changed my state and then then she told the story about how my mom had moved her mom into our house when her mom was pregnant and considering abortion and it was, you know, and of course we're at an Irish wake and she comes up and tells that story. (laughs) You can imagine what happened next, but you know, Catholic, I I mean the Catholic church in many different, uh, you know, Christian houses of worship, and I'm sure others do similar work now. And in in Denver right now, if you know a woman in a situation like that or a a teen, whatever uh, young lady, you know, there's Marisol health, Marisol homes, in Denver through the Catholic Archdiocese of Denver, which does phenomenal work in that area. And uh, obviously, you don't have to be Catholic to get those services. Kathy in Florida, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hi, Dan. Uh, I'm actually on the beach, so let me know. If Wonderful. It's too windy. <laughs> no, no, sounds great. I live in Parker, so I listen to your show all the time. Thank you. Um, and... I, I just want to say, for one, I am glad that my mom didn't have an abortion or Amen. anyone that I know. Um, but what I wanted to tell you is a couple of months ago, <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast that my husband was listening to. We were on a road trip from Kansas, and it was a science show on Fridays, um, and they were talking about the issue, right? And they were talking about um, the medication that can be used and and things like that. They were talking about different parts of their side of the issue. 
And the thing that stood out to me, and, and the longer I listened to it, the more horrified I got, is they just referred to it as the pregnancy. They wow. didn't refer wow. to it ever. Not ever even fetus. The whole, the, wow. The whole time as a baby, as a human mm-hmm. life, as anything. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> to Ryan's point about how do they handle the aftercare, there is none because it's a procedure, and that's mm-hmm. why they consider it mm-hmm. um, health care. It's just a procedure to them. Wow. And, of course, you know, as conservatives and as Christians, we don't we we don't understand that disconnect. But that's that's yeah. the only thing that they believe. Well, Kathy, thank you for that. Now, how does your husband? Is he on the beach with you too right now? No, he's he's in Colorado working oh. and taking care of the dog. Okay. I'm here. <laughs> I like your parents, style. <laughs> my parents live here now, and I hadn't seen them for a couple of years, so I I made the trip. Nice. Well, at at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, it's so kind of you to be listening, and you're always welcome here. Thank you, Kathy. Have a safe trip back. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. I've done the show from the beach. I've never called a show from the beach, but that's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, that makes my day. Hey, game plan. Uh, We're going to get to a bunch of texts that have come in on this, this issue of of truly not a rhetorical question, how did the Democratic Party get this crazy, Colorado and nationally? Then when we come back, I want to mix in another topic that I I think is fascinating and obviously extremely timely, which is should we have a law in Colorado like the new law in Arizona that says that you have to be eight feet or further away from police officers when you film them doing their job? I believe people should be entitled to film. As long as they're not interfering with law enforcement operations or creating danger, they should be able to tape. And I also believe we need to be able to do a lot better job of taping the people who are abusing police and making those tapes public. But what about this Arizona law? Should we have a law like that in Colorado? 855-405-8255. You can text me, Dan57739, back at 521, with, with these very compelling texts coming in on how did the Democratic Party get this crazy. And where is that going to end for them? You're on the Dan Kaplan show. But I'm a creep. I'm a what the hell am I doing here? Abortion is liberation. There's a lot of good that comes from a people's ability to access abortion, and I want to celebrate that. Wow. Abortion is liberation. Uh, and not for the women who are killed, up to about 32 million at this point, uh, because at least half of these lives that are ended before birth are of females. Not very liberating there. And, and as a practical matter, I think the vast majority of women who've had abortions would, would tell you that, no, it's... It's not liberation. It's a very serious, difficult thing. So so why have the Democrats chosen now, because they made the choice who to call at these hearings today, that the response to the fall of Roe is going to be to advertise. It's like they're a travel agency now to advertise the wonders and pleasures and joys of abortion. Who do they think that's going to work with? Because it's sure not going to work with with most Democrat women, and it's certainly not going to work with the rest of the American women or men. 
Why are they doing that? 855-405-8255. Bunch of text on that I'll get to. When I get back to the phone lines, we've had a series of really compelling calls from women talking about different uh, abortion-related issues and stories. Paige, you're on the Dan Kaplis Show. Welcome. Hi, Dan. Can you hear me okay? I sure can. Okay. I have two quick stories to tell you. One is when I was in college in the 1960s, um, I got a letter from my mother telling me that she had to have a hysterectomy. Hmm. Um, Believing what she said, um, I found out my mother passed away at age 53, Hmm. um, and I found out that uh, her um, uh, hysterectomy that she had to have was actually an abortion. Oh, wow. And what they did, because abortion was illegal, Mm. is they called us up and they did a partial hysterectomy. Mm. Also, as a young married woman, I was pregnant and I miscarried at four and a half months. Mm. And it really struck me when the caller before before me was talking about pregnancy and the word that they used the word pregnancy. Um, I was in the hospital miscarrying at four and a half months, and I felt really... um, diminished because they referred to me and I'd hear the nurses and the doctors talk about the incomplete and oh, oh that's awful and that's what yeah. I was was I was an incomplete oh, oh I am so, so sorry story I am about, so sorry you know yeah but interesting yeah I just wanted to share that thank you Paige no really appreciate that and and to Paige's point Ryan you know, that the reason we're here today it, it, with one of these great moments in American history where a, a wrong has been partly righted with, with this grave wrong known as Roe being struck down. The reason we're here is because of advances in, in knowledge through medical science, through ultrasounds, because think about how much has been learned yeah. since... You know, the days Paige is referring to. And, and now everybody knows they can see it for themselves, as we talk about all the time. Nobody ever shows you a picture of the ultrasound and says, look at my fetus. Everybody knows what's going on there. So hopefully nobody's ever subjected to, again, what Paige was there. And it's just this uh, intellectual dishonesty, first and foremost, that we're hearing in a lot of these clips that you're playing, Dan, but also this um, mental hopscotch that Mm. is required in order to thread the needle of, well, they're women, but they're not women, but they're pregnant people, and they have the capacity to get pregnant, and they could be men, and it's this obfuscation, this graying, blurring of, because I think they're overcorrecting, Dan. It went from a point where, I get it, they wanted to destigmatize and remove the shame associated with a woman getting an abortion, that she'd be marked for life, that she'd be cast aside as being uh, not worthy of society. But they overcorrected with that to the point where it's shout your abortion, be proud of your abortion, celebrate your abortion. And again, I just think it's one of these things where they took something to a ridiculous extreme, and now they expect the rest of us to just go along with this insanity. Different theory, my friend, because I don't believe we were ever at a point in America where where women were being ostracized from society because they had an abortion. I understand that there was certainly a day when it was looked at much more negatively than it is today. I get your point on that. But here's what I think is going on. I, I think that what is going on is that they do not want to admit to themselves and they do not want to admit to the world um, how wrong they have been. And 
And, and so now they're, to use your words, overcorrecting to, to now try to glorify and celebrate and worship and promote and advocate abortion as a wonderful, liberating, beautiful act of self-love because they know it's so wrong and they know they've been so wrong to support it and to further it. So this is an overcorrection for their own sanity and as a desperate political ploy to dry, now try to turn this this aborting of their political futures into some kind of win. So I think you've got a lot of that going on, Ryan, and it goes to the same point, why it's all, it, it's now reproductive rights. We, we can't talk about abortion. We have to talk about reproductive rights. Why? Because the word abortion uh, it has such a negative impact on virtually everybody, because everybody knows now via ultrasounds and advances in medical knowledge that abortion's wrong. So they don't even want the word abortion abortion in the discussion it's reproductive rights well it sanitizes the language so it's more palatable for the average person if if the word abortion was a positive for them that's all you'd ever hear right and it goes to what elizabeth warren has been saying i don't understand this one dan we had this exchange about her quote wanting to shut down these crisis pregnancy centers that provide so much good and hope and support for women who are going through a crisis pregnancy that are offering the very services that a previous caller said are not offered to those that have an abortion i've got the answer as to why a, a smart person would say something as stupid as what elizabeth warren is saying and and i'll give it to you right after i play this sound in massachusetts right now those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one we need to shut them down here in Massachusetts, and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. Something that's psycho from a person otherwise so smart, she knows that what she has been promoting is wicked. She knows she's been actively provo- promoting evil, you know, abortion on demand through labor and delivery. She knows she's on the wrong side of this morally. She knows she's on the wrong side of this historically, and she knows she's losing. So this is this desperate flailing to now try to turn evil into good and good into evil. That's what you see right now. I think the technical term is meltdown. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're seeing. But we're seeing it in different forms all across the left. And even with the safe, legal, rare Democrats of yesteryear, and it is yesteryear, they would have looked at a crisis pregnancy center as a good thing. Pro-lifers, <laughs> you're only pro-life up until birth. No, that's not true. These centers prove that. And isn't adoption or keeping the baby ultimately a preferable alternative to having to kill a child? And here's what we're going to do and again if you just joined us thank you we're talking about how did the left get this crazy and and the people they put up today to try to be the new face of abortion in america why are they doing something so obviously wacko and we're getting all these compelling calls now from women telling their own abortion stories and we come back from the break naomi from golden will join us on that you're on the dan kaplan show Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brian, that's a little cynical. Cynical? We had a caller from a beach in Florida, man. Oh, I thought you were going a different direction with that. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, that was cool. I really, that meant a lot to me that somebody's sitting on a beach yeah. in Florida right. at 7.15 Eastern listening to the show. And it's a reminder, you can take but, us um, with you wherever you go on the iHeart app. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's free. <laughs> it and it's free. free. Yeah, I, trust <laughs> me, when it comes to apps and all that, this is one of the best ones out there. Because yeah. you can listen to this show, That's the right. other shows on this station, and other stations on our network. And it's... It's really a good free tool. Some people refer to us that way. <laughs> yes, they do. On text, so usually. Right. 855-405-8255, the number. I thought Ryan was playing that because of, of truly, no matter where you're at on abortion policy in America, that this really psycho, maybe legalized marijuana explains it, because somebody would have to be on some serious drug or, or have some underlying mental condition to do what the, what the Democrats are doing now, elected Democrats. And they're responding to Roe by by making the face of abortion in America. And these are in Senate hearings that are occurring right now on the Hill, um, making the face of abortion one of celebration and glorification and encouragement. And it is bizarre because it's so out of step with with the view of most women who've had abortions, let alone most of America. But that's what they've decided to do. So I thought Ryan was playing that bump to to promote the idea of. You know, abortion as a trip to the beach, abortion as a oh. vacation. Oh. But that is what they yeah. are doing. Yeah. You tell me why. But what these restrictions are intended to do is try and make people, try and stop people from having abortions. But abortion is health care. Um, my abortion was the best decision I ever made. It was an act of self-love. and Yeah, not an act of love for the life that was taken. But but see, that's the approach they're taking. And that wasn't the only witness with, with that kind of nonsense. Anyway, uh, and then a bunch of women have been calling the show with their own powerful abortion-related stories. Naomi and Golden, you're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hi, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I was um, at a local hospital when um, the doctors came in and told me that I needed to um, deliver my son at 22 weeks gestation. I could either do a um, termination or mm. deliver um, naturally and he would not survive. Mm. Um, and then when I refused to do either one of those, because that was my right, my legal right, um, with my power of attorney and um, everything, um, they brought in a hospital psychiatrist who placed mm. me on a hold. No. And then they told when me I was could this deliver Naomi? my son. Uh, 2017. Oh, my goodness. Um, and then they came in and told me that because I was refusing to terminate my pregnancy, that I could have a cesarean section, um, which I felt was just another way to terminate my pregnancy against my will. But as my, as his mother, um, it was my responsibility to give him every chance possible. So I went ahead with the cesarean section. Um, they told me that they tried to save him, but I do not believe that they did. Mm. Um, and he made noises when he was born. Mm. 
Um, he reacted to my voice. He squeezed my little, my finger. Um, and when we were taken back to recovery, I was in recovery for probably about 10 minutes. And they told me that they had to take me back, um, to check the incision, um, and everything. And, um, that was at about seven o'clock in the evening. And I woke up the next morning and I see you. Um, to be told that they took my uterus, mm. knowing that I had a um, DNR in place, and that my power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, um, stated, um, do not resuscitate, do not know his under any circumstances mm. was I to have a hysterectomy, yeah. and they did it anyway. Mm. Um, and then when I reacted to that. And um, the fact that my child had passed away the night before um, to what I believe was negligence, um, the same hospital psychiatrist who I invoked my right to say who was to be allowed um, to have, you know, part of my medical care, um, they kept bringing her in and she tried to have me committed. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for everything you've been through. Yeah. yeah. So, um, bottom line is, I was forced to terminate my pregnancy. Hmm. All of my rights, my legal rights involving healthcare, were ignored, hmm. and I was sterilized against my will. And hmm. I, this was my only child, and I will never have children again. No, Naomi, and, I'm. Um, yeah. I'm so sorry. I can't sorry. afford to bury him, and I can't even bury him. Hmm. Well, I am I am so sorry. And and I, I appreciate you sharing that with everybody and Yeah. And um, and the the damage that I've had, I suffer from severe PTSD. Yeah. Um it's called empty arm syndrome, um infertility, permanent infertility. Mm. Um I lost my home, my friends, every family, people stopped talking to me because I did not have willingly they're saying yeah. that I put myself through that when I should have just had an abortion the wow. the appropriate way. Well, hey, you were trying to save your child. I mean, that's the ultimate sacrifice, yeah. right? It goes back to the core of biblical right. teaching. He who lays down his life for another. And that's what you were, were doing. You were risking all of that to save your child. And that's the ultimate that we as humans can do. And Naomi, thank you for calling and and sharing that. It's um, it just goes all back to the humanity of it. Right. I mean, and this is science. It's not philosophy. It's not religion. Religion and, and most sane philosophies are consistent with the science. But the science is simply this is human life. And when we talk about the the, the pro-life movement, we, we should really be talking about the, the pro staying alive, not, not, not the right to life, but the right to stay alive. Because as a matter of science, and whether it's Naomi's call or other calls that hit on different aspects of this, it all comes back to the humanity of it. And the other side, and I don't mean the individual women who make these decisions often under pressure, etc. You know, I, I'm talking about the politicians. I'm talking about, you know, the, the big abortion business. And you include the politicians in that. And they, they know the reality, Ryan. They know the they reality. Know, and and, and they, they sell their you-know-whats and they trade everything for power. They trade all these innocent lives. And, and all of the emotional trauma you're hearing from all these women, that they, they 
trade all of that for their own power. And I want you to address the slippery slope, Dan. This is a very important point. There's one of the clips that we have today that, that, that speaks to it, but Polis and Bennett both say the same thing about the late-term abortion. It's so mm-hmm. rare. Mm-hmm. It's usually when the mother's yeah. life's in danger or the, you know, there's nothing else that can be done. Maybe, but that's not how it's written into the law. How it's written into the law in Colorado is you can have a ninth-month yeah. abortion at any time for any reason or no reason at all, and that's what's in the law. If you say well, these exceptions apply, then they should be in the law. They're not. Well, and they're also wrong. They, they, they're, they're telling a lie when, when they talk about, oh, that's all late-term abortion is about. No, Washington Post did a, a really powerful piece on this, that powerful factually that just lays out and it lays out the support for it. No, you know, most of these late-term abortions are conducted for the same elective reasons as earlier abortions. The sound you're referring to, uh, it's probably a little long to play right now. I'll get to it on the other side as well. But think about it. When Jared Polis says he's pro-woman and everything else, think about what Jared Polis supports. He, he supports ending the life of a little girl moments away from being born because of her gender. He supports gender selection, abortion. I, I mean, so all these people who claim to be pro-women, you know, what could be more anti-woman? You know, what else in America has killed 30 plus million females in the last 50 years, right? And, and then look at all the men who support the pro-abortion movement. Look at all the men and, and, and look at their self-interest in all of that. And all of the men who have used women for sex and then used abortion to be able to walk away from their responsibilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, Jared Polis and Jason Crow and Michael Bennett and John Hickenlooper, you're so pro-women, right? Yeah. Oh, and, and you're so pro people of color. Yeah. Black children being killed at a rate of five to one to white children through this policy of abortion that you adore and promote and worship. These are, these are the real, these are the real Jared Polises and John Hickenloopers and Michael Bennett's. This is the real Democratic Party of today. And I think people are waking up to that. 855-405-8255. When we come back, we have fantastic tax degree or dis throughout the show today. I'll dive into those. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. that the Democratic Jason Party and the Crow. House Democratic Caucus is the party of national security. In the Before I go any further with this, this is Colorado Congressman Jason Crow, a.k.a. Mr. Irrelevant. But, but Ryan, is his voice dramatically different than it's been in the past? Sounds higher. Yeah, listen and tell me. First century. We are the party that's dedicated to rule of law, to affirming our connection with our allies, to addressing the largest national security threat facing our planet and our country, that is climate change. Yeah, I wanted to play that because that's obviously insane, right? But but what we have right now, it reminds me of Madonna. Remember when Madonna was getting older and kind of losing her mojo? And, and so yeah. she would do more and more extreme things to get attention. And when it got to the point that she'd taken off everything a person can take off Uh-oh. in public, yeah. then she starts posing with animals and all sorts of goofy stuff. And and Jason Crow reminds me of of Madonna oh. toward the end. And you remember Madonna started uh, affecting that 
British accent. Oh, I forgot that. When she's from Saginaw, Michigan, so she yeah. should sound a lot more like me. Hmm. And we didn't know where that I, came I from. I couldn't forget it. I never yeah. knew it. But yeah. but that's the point with Jason Crow is he has nowhere to go in Colorado politics, no, Democratic no. Party it, politics. So, you know, identity driven. He has nowhere to go. So he's just saying more and more extreme things. But and, here's the true test. If yeah. you run into Jason Crow at King Supers or somewhere else I might. Or, or a town hall, just politely ask him, OK, you say that 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 more so than Russia, uh, more so than at Taliban, ISIS, whatever, Iran with a nuclear weapon, China. You say the greatest national security threat is global warming, right? Right. Okay, so so tell me this. What what are you doing to end legalized marijuana? Because legalized marijuana is a greenhouse gas monster. And if you believe Greece, greenhouse gases are, are, are a more immediate threat to us than China, Russia, Iran, what are you doing to stop legalized marijuana? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd love uh, to know the answer along those lines, Dan, you set me up for another promo. Oh, Got to uh, love the synergy here. Yes. But when you're talking about the new congressional district eight, Rep- Republicans hope to pick that one up here in the red wave election mm-hmm, in November. Uh, district seven at Perlmutter leaving. We hope Eric Odlin wins that the next mm-hmm. domino to fall. If the red wave uh, goes further out would be congressional district six in Colorado. Talking about just Colorado now. Now that is a D plus. I think it's 16 now it was D plus 12. That's Crow. The candidate who will be running against him head-to-head is Steve Monahan, mm-hmm. the Republican. He'll be joining us a week from tomorrow at 536. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. Hey, let me get to some text. We've been playing this goofy, extreme, weird sound from the witnesses the Democrats put up on the Hill today to be the new face and messengers of, of the pro-abortion movement. And, and they're all celebrating abortion. It's awesome. Best thing I ever did. You know, I'm paraphrasing, but that kind of goofiness. So here are some of the texts that have come in today. Dan, my term for abortion is first degree murder by all involved doctors, nurses, staff, the mothers, obviously, uh, as I've said many times on air, I won't belabor it. I, I don't put the mothers in that category. I mean, to, to me, listen, the end result is clear. It's a matter of science. It's the taking of an innocent human life. But so many of these moms are under various pressures and it's legal, et cetera. So I just don't believe it. I don't pardon me, view it the same way when it comes to the mother. When you talk to the so-called doctors who are doing this for profit, this is how they make a living. Give me a break. What, what real doctor would ever want to do that? Because that's exactly what it is. Knowing deliberately ending a human life, the most innocent, vulnerable kind of human life, you know, often in the most brutal ways. Yeah, that that is that is all those awful things. But but I, I disagree with that characterization of the mother and when it comes to the laws that need to be made right now to protect the unborn those laws don't have to go as far as first degree murder or anything like that to protect the unborn and the purpose of these laws and no mother should be charged and doesn't need to be charged any of these laws to protect the unborn you just need a level of charge that will protect the unborn by stopping it from happening you know that is the key protect and save the unborn yeah, the right to stay alive, as I say. Uh, Dan, I'm an abortion survivor. Is it fair to think that those that celebrate abortion would rather have me dead? You know, please do call the show because we've had a number of abortion survivors on the show, including the great Gianna Jensen, and, and I would love to have you on the show. I think it helps drive it home to people in a way that um, that very little else can. And, and again, remember when I had John Hickenlooper on the show and it made national news. People need to be posing these questions to Jared Polis and Michael Bennett and others on the trail. 
if a baby is born alive after a failed abortion, is that baby entitled to medical care? If a baby's born alive after a failed abortion, does a mother have the right to have the baby killed? They, these are real life scenarios that happen. They, they must be required to answer those questions directly. And the reason my interview with Hickenlooper made national news, I was exceedingly polite, but he just refused to answer the question and finally just handed the phone to an aide and walked away. Um, Dan, my mom is gay. She never planned on having a child. I'm thankful she came from a large Hispanic family that does not and didn't encourage abortion. Otherwise, I may not be alive today. And that's why there's so much energy in the pro-life movement among the young, because everybody young, my goodness, up to up to a fairly advanced age now knows they could have been legally killed before birth. They they are survivors themselves. And that's one reason why. You know, this pro-abortion movement is so on the ropes. It's not just row falling because that just allows states to make laws. They're just terrified that states are going to make laws saying no, because there's no so much support now, so much support now for the pro-life movement. We'll get to more of that tomorrow. Also going to be talking tomorrow about this Arizona law that says if people are taping cops doing their job, they have to stay at least eight feet away. Should we have that kind of law in Colorado? Adeline, thank you. You're always such a joy to be here. Ryan, tremendous work is always behind the glass. Above all, thanks to you for being here, because if you weren't here, none of us would be allowed to be. Join us tomorrow on the Dan Kaplan Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.